Hey everybody, welcome back to the Take Control Podcast. You got Brandy here. It's Kim. We are missing Dariel this week, but we do have a guest in her place. <clears throat> oh, young Charles, y'all, what's up? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> so we have Charles doing this today. What's your Instagram name? Uh, underscore Charles N. Charge. So, <clears throat> do we want him to give us a little introduction? Yeah. Well, give us a little introduction real quick, and then we'll go from there. Um, I feel like I'm on a dating profile. Well. Uh, I'm Charles. I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm from the north side of Columbus. Um, I am a program manager slash mentor um, for ICE Mentors. Um, which is a nonprofit organization. Um, went to the Ohio State University. The big game this weekend. You know, um, I'm a mental health advocate. Yay. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> I love mental health. So yeah. Good shit. Welcome. We're excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the invitation. For sure. Um, our recap from our last show—that was our anniversary show. Um. That's a long time. Happy related anniversary. Thanks. October 11. Oh, yeah. for my birthday. For what real? Libra. I'm not, yeah. but I liked him. <laughs> God, everything. Yeah. Um, podcasting is hard. Life is hard. Mm-hmm. Life is lifing. Girl. <laughs> Life be beating your ass, but you know. Mm-hmm. We here. Yeah. Um, that's all I really remember. Yeah. I remember Dario said something about what keeps us going, and I thought she meant like <laughs> life. And I, was, <laughs> I just remember I was like, "Cause I don't want to go to hell." Like, yes. Oh, and man. we were like, "Huh? <laughs> what? Okay." I don't want to commit suicide. Right. I go to hell. <laughs> yeah, I thought, but dead ass. Like, why are you? Yeah, why are you nice? Going with the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all think about the whole thing. Yeah. Because life is being ass, so that's our perspective. Is life not? It's fine. Yeah. It's cool. Um, but yeah, you know, we're alive. Y'all got any announcements, shout outs? No, I won't be. My birthday won't be here by the time the show comes out. Um, mm. But my birthday's approaching. Period. Um, She's about to be 21. I went, you know. <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> you know it. I'm about to be 35 and I'm, I'm happy about that. 30 fine. 30 fine. Um, there you go. It's so funny because my coworker, I went to my part-time job today. My coworker was like, "So, Brandy, I heard a rumor, white guy, cool white guy." What are you talking about? He was like, "Are you in your 30s I'm like, "He thought you was in your twenties." Like, I'm about to be thirty-five. He's like, "Oh, I thought you got you were like our age." And mind you, they're all like twenty-four, twenty-five. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm about to be thirty-five. I was like, I don't even think I want to be that age again. <laughs> I had a uh, funny uh, white guy, too, at my job. Maybe they just can't tell or they're not used to, well, you know, black don't crack. But he goes, yeah, I feel like with you, you either look like 21 or like your age. And I was like, I don't know what to say to that, but that's not the first time I've heard that. Sometimes people are like, you look like you're a child or I just look my age. But, you know, maybe it's just I have a real fear, though, that that's going to go away in like a year and I'm going to look 75. Get a good skin yeah, I'm trying. I'm good at the water in business. It's just the skin that I need to. Huh? They say you have great sex. 
don't know if that adds. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> Am I lying? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know because it could go either way. Because I feel like if you having great sex, but like the person is like a terrible person for so females. Yeah, like it starts to like mess up everything with your body, so it can't oh, like it's not okay. just like yeah, it's more than just breaks it. It's given like I really don't even fucking like you for real. Yeah, but you do get a little glow. I will say that. Yeah, you're not lying about that. Going, going to work happy. About so you go to work happy for no reason. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Nothing, <laughs> nothing. I had breakfast this morning. What about you? <laughs> nothing. Yeah, what was the breakfast? It's a little bit of fertilized eggs. What about it? I'm playing. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm literally kidding. People gonna think I'm for real. I'm playing. I'm playing, y'all. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> we're gonna get into current events first and some hot topics. First one I want to start with um, the list of places women actually absolutely refuse to go to on a first date. Oh my God. Okay. I'm gonna name them. And we could say yes or no, and then I want your opinion as a man. Like, where are you taking Shorty? Okay, Cheesecake Factory. I'm going. I'm sorry. I'm going. I don't give a fuck. I'm going. Why is the number one? I don't think they're in order. I think the issue that people were saying is like it's a chain restaurant. Mm -hmm. So it's fucking Roof Chris. Mm -hmm. Dummies. And they all like, eh. <laughs> you act like, yeah. you go act like Ruth Chris ain't no. <laughs> so I'm going, period. Um, Applebee's, I don't like Applebee's in general. So I would. Applebee's probably, my bad. Ain't no, no, yeah, you good. You good. But, yeah, Applebee's probably ain't the first. I don't know, I wouldn't take nobody there for the I don't time. like Applebee's. It's nasty. Are you, you going? dollar margaritas, though. I wonder what they put in them. Give me one margarita. I'm going Charles, I want you to talk just a little bit louder. <clears throat> My bad. <laughs> he giving y'all the very white. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the very white. Lock them doors and turn them lights down low. Stop. <laughs> That's funny. What's next? Oh, are you going to Applebee's? Oh, probably not. No. You know, yeah. uh, Chili's. No. No. Chili. Never. Um. I'm learning Chili's because my cousin likes it a lot, but like I get one meal specifically, so I'm not going there just to go kick it. Um, Olive Garden. I feel yes. like I'm all right with that. Hell yeah. I love me some Olive Garden. Tell, tell me when to stop grating cheese. Okay. Yeah. Shit. And I'll stay under it like this. <laughs> exactly. They looking at me like, you don't know. Did I say I was? Mm-hmm. Uh, the movies. No. No. No, first day. I feel like in high school, we all were like, let's go to the movies. No. My house, immediately no. 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 You letting Shorty come over? You going to her house? First date? Actually, now that I'm older, no. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah, it's I given. Like, I, don't like, I don't like a lot of people in my space as it is. Yeah. So, if I take you on a date, man, but I'm not even going to invite you back for a nightcap. I ain't going to watch you. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> I'll see you in a week, big dog. Yeah. Um, any fast food chain, so like McDonald's. Steak and Shake, Taco Bell. You he said, here you out. Here be out. Hey, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I don't eat fast food in general, and I will fuck out some Chick-fil-A. But I'm not even a fast food girly. 
Only Chick-fil-A. Not on no first. I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Not on no first. All of this is first dates. Oh, never mind. Okay, my bad. Not on no first date. You taking somebody there for sure. I don't know. Because <laughs> context. Because, like, let's say you've been, I've been talking to a guy or whatever the case may be, and he just like, oh, do you want lunch today? And I work remote, right? Exactly. And Chick-fil-A is right here by my house. So, in context, maybe. I don't know. But, like, planning out a first date, no. Yeah. And right. <clears throat> I'm not. Um, Wingstop, no. Mm-hmm. I got sick off of Wingstop bad. And been the same. You taking shorty to Wingstop? Red Lobster. Mm-hmm. I don't like seafood, but I feel like I would be okay with it. Red Lobster used to be popping. I know. That's what I'm yeah, saying. I'm not I know. It depends. It gotta be one of them things like, ooh, you know what? That do sound good. Yeah, but don't take me to the oh. one off of, uh, uh, Hamilton Don't take me to Eastland This is just too bougie nowadays To the point They want a whole crab world (laughs) So (laughs) That's what it is You're not taking shorty To a crab boy On your first date Mm. First date But realistically speaking What crab boil place You going to Because like Me personally I like Cajun boil That's probably like For two people That shit is good No the one on Bryce Bryce okay For two people It's probably about a hundred dollars It was good I had some Oh that ain't bad Yeah so I'm like it ain't super expensive. Now, Kai's is a little bit more pricier. That's yeah. But I had Kai's too. I don't even eat seafood, but Kai's, I tried some shrimp and it was good. Um, and then at the Cajun spot, I had some crab legs. It was good. On the first date? No, nah, I was me and my homegirls. No. Okay. No. No? Okay. Well, I don't eat seafood, so I don't know. I feel like I would opt to be like, dang, like, I know you probably like that, but like, I'm gonna sit there and watch you eat for real. And maybe have one of your crab legs. So I feel like, no. yeah. So I feel like I wouldn't do that. Okay. Maybe when I get tapped into it, I probably would though, because that food is good as fuck. Um, a buffet. So like Golden Corral. Hell. Hell. No. <laughs> MCL. <laughs> That's my grandma's spot. <laughs> she loved MCL. I hop. I don't like I hop. Me either. I hop so trash. Yeah, it's nasty as fuck. You take me to Waffle House before you. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know how people go alive. At least you know. At least you know Waffle House gonna. Everything is always perfect. Yeah. And it's dirty in there, but you gonna eat their food. The food, the food, the food actually is good, good as fuck. <laughs> like Waffle House on here, y'all going for a first date? He almost said Brady, yes. But Brady just said yes. <laughs> she said you could take me there before. I'm going to Waffle House to fry everything I have. Okay. No. No, I'm not going no. to a Waffle House on the first fucking date. Okay. It's all right if you are. But I, well, I've never done it though. But, but would you? No. What a shorty was like. Let me just tell you something about me. I fuck with Waffle I, House so heavy. Didn't somebody yeah. just rent out Waffle House for Sierra? Uh, yeah. Russell. Russell. Yeah. I don't know because see, like, if if we talking about intentional first date planning, mm-hmm. then it's a little bit different. But sometimes it don't go like that. Like you could just be texting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, <clears throat> I'm up. What you doing? You trying to go <laughs> right? You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I hear you. Intentional first date? No, please don't take me to Walmart. Yeah, I'm not. Is Darielle on the thing yet? Yep. She is. Is it D Hawkins? Yeah. Yes, okay, I'm about to add her in. Um, Denny's. We was just talking about Denny's. Oh yeah, no. You throwing up together then. I'm not doing that. I'm not throwing up together. Starbucks. Yes, I would do Starbucks. I don't drink coffee, so. You, you can see. Okay. <laughs> so that wouldn't be on my like 
I want to take her there because I don't really like Kofi that much. So I know they got other shit, but I'm not gonna suggest it anyway. So. I would go, and then the next one is coffee dates, which obviously would be like the same thing. I would go on a, a coffee date. Um, so, yeah. Um, ice cream for a first date. I've done that before. Did you I like it? Too. Really? It was actually nice. Um, you don't spend no more than like $15. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And money. you catch a little vibe. Catch a little vibe, but. What ice cream spot are y'all picking? Um, I think when I went, it was, we went to Johnson's. I've never had that. Mm. What's the one in Easton? Jenny's. Right? Wait. Jenny's and Grady's. The one by Lego? The Jenny's. That's Jenny's. Jenny's got hella recalls. But see, I feel like stuff like that, it could turn into like a really nice date. So like, yeah. If I remember correctly, we went and got ice cream and we went for a walk. Yeah. Right. So anything that allows opportunity for you to talk and engage is cool with me. Yeah. So. I agree. Um, Let's see. Family functions. No. 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 I had a man offer me to go to his grandma's wine slash birthday party with all his family. No. Are you dumb? Like, no. sir, that's giving abuse. No. Not abuse. Yeah, because <laughs> no. Crack jokes on your first day. Like, like that's really that's a lot. I'm yeah, not mentally. I'm not ready for that. Like if my family saw me walking with a dude. Mm-hmm. They all would be like, "What are you doing?" Like, they don't even like if I bring a friend, like, like my best friend. I'm like, "Hey, Maya's here." They're like, "Didn't nobody say bring your friend?" I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> cool, uh, all right." Um, a movie, a movie night, like Netflix, Hulu, etc. Okay, so hear me out. Me too. <laughs> hear me out. If you set it up right, like you ain't got to go into detail. I would assume it's like, you know, you trying to scale back on some finances or you don't want to spend a whole bunch of money or whatever mm-hmm. it is maybe. Or that you just thought the idea was cute. But if you set it up like a picnic, have it real cute, yeah. you know what I mean? Like some thought behind it, absolutely. Yeah, outdoors type some shit. Food, mm-hmm. Involve some food. Even if you decide to cook, it may it may go. Yeah. Okay. Um I don't know if I would do that as a first date, but I would be down to do that. Um, somewhere that requires a long drive. I've done that before. I feel like I have too, and I don't mind that because like you said, that could lead to like good conversation and like it becomes more intentional because y'all not about to sit in that car and be like, so do you like cheese? Like y'all, y'all, it's going to be a good time. I don't know what the hell. Uh, bowling, I would go. I like interactive dates. I'm competitive, so. Yeah, if I can bust your ass and then <laughs> And we joke and laugh we about joke it. And laugh about it. Or if I lose and you beat me. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm not the best bowler, but yeah, I would do it. I think that's fun. Like I like to do like like top golf was one of my favorite. Oh, for sure. Um bowling for sure. There was another one that I was gonna say and I forget. Um, I don't know. Um nightclubs, no. No. Hookah bar, no. <clears throat> that's fine, friend, if you uh-huh. wanna go. It's, I've seen a, so I work at a hookah lounge. I've seen it happen. And I've seen people like, it was a cool first day. He bought the hookah, got some liquor, some food. They vibing to good R&B music. Cause that could be like after y'all went to dinner or something like that. But like, if you are texting me and you're like, hey, I want, for my first time ever meeting you, I would like to meet you at a hookah bar. But if it would be like, okay, we just got done with dinner and drinks. You trying to go to hookah bar? Which hookah bar though? I'm not a hookah person, oh, so I, see. Well, yeah. I don't know. 
It just depends. That's just me. I mean, I don't. I work there, so I don't think I bring anybody around yeah. there for a while anyway. But yeah. I've seen niggas do it. I'm going to say no. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say no. You want to elaborate? Um, <laughs> for me, personally, I feel like anything that involves, like, <clears throat> a lot of drinking, like, I hope, like, it's just not for me for first date. Maybe three days in, cool, let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I agree with you. It could be, like, we went and did something else. Like, maybe we went to go bowling or we went to Sandbox or something like that. And that was just, like, to just... Talk yeah. Talk off or whatever. Cool. But like immediate, like, oh, let's meet at the hookah bar. And I'm like, are you okay? No. <laughs> you want to talk about something? You good? Um, a bar just for drinks. Yes. I have done that multiple times. But Thank I have, you. but I have learned kind of to Brandy's point. I'm not becoming a drunk girly night one. Because yeah. I get aggressive and cry and emotional and. Start telling your whole life story. Yeah. <laughs> and then next thing I know, I'm cuddling with bro. I don't even know him. And I'm in the car like, I'm sorry, I just had a really hard day. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh He's like, it's okay, me too. And I'm like, no, you just don't get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, sports events, yes. Yeah, for sure. Yes, I would yeah. do that. Um, okay, moving on, I would like to talk about... No, I don't anymore. Nothing. <clears throat> Anyway, we did our guest intro. Charles, welcome. Yes, welcome, no, Charles. No, I actually think we should talk about it. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's Cassie and Diddy. Do you know about that? Mm-hmm. Everything going on there. Um, yeah, I just seen... Did she just settle today? Huh? Did she just settle today or something? I don't know. They dropped it today. It was settled. <clears throat> after two days? It was settled after 12 hours. Damn. I think she made the statement on Friday. And the settlement was on Saturday, and it was dropped today. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. It says the next TikTok of this girl's thing says settlement reached. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. What did they come to terms with? They they won't disclose it. Yeah. They won't disclose it for Won't disclose that amount. Damn. But I'm pretty sure it was, if not what she asked for, close to it. That actually shocks me because that type of environment likes to cover up a lot of shit or drag it on. So what's your thoughts? Um, I'm honestly not fucking shocked. I didn't realize how far apart in age they were. Mm-hmm. I thought that they were like five years apart. Mm. What are they, 20, 30 years apart? 20, 20 years, I think. Um, this lady said it last night. I think it's close to 20 because Diddy's like 53 and I think Cassie's like 30. She's like my age. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think they're, uh, 17 years, something like that. Yeah. So I didn't realize how far apart in age they were. And as I was reading this, it just reminded me of like, not obviously everything about Aaliyah, but it reminded me kind of of Aaliyah's story where like the older guy comes in and just kind of like, you know, does what he does and convinces him that this is part of the game, part of the world, whatever. But that, listening to that TikTok last night, which basically explained like everything that Cassie had said, like him using her, like, I don't know, just a whole bunch of manipulation, a whole bunch of using her. Um, did, did he even come out and say anything? Like, did he? Hmm. All he said was that when it first came out, he denied and said that it was completely false. And then when they reached the settlement, they just basically said that they, you know, amicably 
reached a settlement and prayers to her and her family is what he said. Okay. Or he wants nothing but the best for her and her family or something like that. Yeah. So my opinion, um, everybody in her stories about Diddy <laughs> for years. Um, just but my my question is, even though she settled, is her trauma still like fixed? Cause she got all that money, but for, what what do you? I mean, you be probably more financially stable, but what do you like? I don't know. That's just my question. Her yeah. Mental and her trauma, like, is that fixed? Yeah. She settled in twelve hours. I'm just. That's wh- where I'm just like. Hmm. Hopefully she's doing all right, but hmm. Because if 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 all that is true that um, she said he did, that's a lot. I know that's a lot of shit. So. That's what I'm saying. Like it, I'm not surprised that like she would be taken advantage of in that world. But it shocked me how much went on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Do you have any thoughts? It's crazy. Um, me and my homegirl was talking about. I'm just like you know. I just think when you have a certain amount of money and a certain amount of influence, it gives you a different level of access, right? So I'm like, I if it was true, I would not be surprised because again, with money influence, you can you have free reign to tap into some fantasies and different fetishes and different things that you into and you can pay people yeah. to do what you want to do and it not come out. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if it was true. Um, I agree with Charles. Like, hopefully just her her mental health is intact. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know her statement said something along the lines of, like, she wanted to control what she could. And I'm assuming this was the only thing that she could do was try to um, gain financial. Yeah. Yeah. Stability from it, I guess. But um yeah, I just it makes you think like she was in a relationship with Diddy for ten years and then she popped up with the trainer like a year later. So it's mm-hmm. just like I hope that she is really getting the help or has gotten the help that she needs, especially now being a mother. So I know, I agree. Yeah. That that I went and I was watching that TikTok too. I was my brain immediately first went to like did they get married? Did they have kids? And then it made me realize that she had kids with the um, man that she met after. And it kind of made me think about like Jeannie Mai's story where like she was with her husband for like 12 years and never had a kid. Mm-hmm. Then when she marries Jeezy, like gave him a kid like that. Yeah. And it made me just think about like kind of how you said earlier, like even if you're having like bomb sex, like your body's still going to be like, like naturally be resistant. And like, mm-hmm. you know, if that person is not healthy for you and good for you. So it just made me kind of, it just kind of put things into perspective for me. Like, damn. And uh, Sierra in future. Well, she had his child. Never mind. But not even, I don't even necessarily, like, it seemed like from what she was saying, she was so strung out on drugs and alcohol yeah. and all of this different stuff. So, I mean, who knows? And then on the flip side of that, if it's not true, you know what I mean? I, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I asked if he said anything, because to settle that fast and it not be true is like. So a lot of men, we, we try not to speak. Me. Personally, I try not to speak so much on these things, only because I can get canceled like yeah. that. <laughs> because you, I mean, you don't have. They really didn't. Honestly, they didn't really have too many facts or factual evidence. But at the same time, you still gotta 
you know, listen to her and, you know, see what she got to say because shit like that has been happening in the industry for years. But yeah, yeah. never said just I've... don't talk about it because they sign NDAs and, like you said, financial stuff. Um, yeah, I, I hope it's true and other women start to speak out against them. But if it's false, then what happens? Right. And that's because I think you can't you can't just have the conversation around Cassie and not also talk about Diddy and the fact of like we don't know what's true and what's not true. Yeah. So you got to have it, it has to be both sides of the conversation because my thing is is <clears throat> again people were in the comments like oh we wanted justice and blah 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 well it was a civil suit to begin with so there was never going to be criminal charges. Right. They could only do. They could only settle out with a dollar amount. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, settling isn't necessarily an admission of guilt. You know what I mean? Like Diddy is a billionaire, so thirty million dollars to him is nothing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And if I gotta pay you, you know, what I mean? because it, let's say let's just play devil's advocate and say that it's not true. I'm pretty sure Cassie has firsthand information in the course of being with him for two years that she could probably, right? You know what I mean? Right. So she would, you, you know what I mean? So it's like I rather just shut you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's I, that's what I feel like. Well, I feel like he was trying to bro, shut up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or he did it. You know what I mean? And right. So or he did it. Or yeah. he did it. And people are like, I mean, he got daughters, and I don't. Mm. I don't think what people realize is that like. That man being a father and that man being a multimillionaire, he's still a man. Right. Like, he's still a human being, again, with money and access to tap into some things that your average person right. yeah. can't tap into. And then I'm also like, you know, why not believe Cassie? Because we got girls out here who doing it for less. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. being manipulated in that way. So, it's just one of those things where it's just like, I hope she's getting the help that she needs. I also hope that he's getting the help that he needs. And... Yeah. I just don't hope it, it gets swept under the rug after this. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, if he is out here doing what she's claiming he mm-hmm. done, then y'all can throw him under the jail right with R. Kelly. I don't okay. think Diddy song that bad in my life. Like, okay, because <laughs> bye. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Y'all. They, was, they was talking about all this stuff. I keep seeing stuff now where they're saying like he has something to do with Kim Porter's death because she was about to do a book and I did peep all, that. Yeah, it's been so much stuff. So I, it's one of those things where you kind of gotta like just yeah, reel you, it in because yeah. you end up down the rabbit hole. Right. Yeah, so. and apparently he's the cause of like. uh everybody else's death in the industry that worked up under him except for one other person I'm like okay when, my, when Jamie Foxx when all that stuff happened with Jamie Foxx my dad was on his conspiracy theorist <laughs> train and he was like yeah did he did something to Jamie Foxx because Jamie Foxx was about to expose that he gay and oh my god okay <laughs> I mean but but the crazy part is I always my brain always goes what if these people are right and everybody just paints them as they're wrong and they're crazy so I, I fight with myself like that's not logical and then I'm like but what if they're the smart one and the woke one that knows better like and I go back and forth like no and then I I'm like but if you know like just stuff start coming about out about all of these celebrities because again the money and the access and you got to think it's regular people out here living crazy lives like yeah. that for right. way less okay so like, free. okay <laughs> I don't know, but again, I hope Cassie is getting the help that she needs. I hope that the relationship that she is in now is loving and healthy and whatever healing looks like for Diddy, I hope he gets that too. Or 
exposed. And Shoot, whatever the hell. Dealt with. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> after that, okay. um, we are going to tap into our topic of the day. Um, first, I want to say uh, November is not only centered around men's health awareness, but um, it's Epilepsy Awareness Month. Um, and shout out to Dariel's youngest, MJ. He's been seizure free for two years. Hey, MJ, That's we good. love you, baby. Um, so today's topic is going to be um, men's health awareness and national. It's the month in general is National Men's Health Awareness. And it's called Movember for you guys. Um, it's a reminder for everyone to prioritize their physical and mental health. Um, so the first article I have is what is men's mental health awareness month and how can we support it? So, um, June and November are both popular months for supporting men's mental health. Um, but the men in your life need you year round. Oh, we do <laughs> talk about it, Charles. I will. Um, so I was trying to look at the key little things that I had from here. Um, let me see how to support men's mental awareness health, excuse me, men's mental health awareness month. Um, let me see. There's a couple health organizations in the United States. Um, one is called face it. There's another one called men living heads up guys, next gen men, and then campaign against living miserably. Ooh, that sounded a little, can we post these on our story? Mm -hmm. These are organizations that people can like donate to. Mm -hmm. And I was, uh, the live has a, um, uh, Movember thing that I was going to post to, and, but we'd have to put like a minimum amount. And I just got overstimulated and said, never mind. Um, but we could put that in our bio too. Um, so ways that we could do it on our own. Like you could host an event to raise awareness um, and money to donate to one of these organiza organizations. You could do like a garage sale, bake sale, get people to sponsor you in a race or competition, reach out to your workplace, your child's school. Mm -hmm. um, anything you can do to raise awareness. Um, let me see. So while you're looking at this, though, um, since we do have a man on the show, <clears throat> ask you firsthand. Um, what are some ways that people or women or the collective can come together to support men in their mental health? Um, I would say, from my perspective, I would say just listen to us. Um, let us let us talk sometimes. Let us just just listen to what we got to say. Sometimes sometimes we feel like we're unheard. Um, it can even it's by anybody. We just feel like sometimes it we don't matter sometimes. So I feel like if a woman or a, another man, if, if y'all just listen to it sometime, I feel like that would make a lot of our days and um, basically help us feel better if y'all just listen. Mm -hmm. So that's that's from my perspective, though. Okay. Yeah. okay. So just listen. Just listen. <clears throat> Um, if, if you, my bad. No, I go ahead. Cut you off. But if, if you just sit there, you you ask us a question. If you just sit there and just take it in instead of just adding something to it, I feel like, it, and we just kind of like let it naturally uh, spit out. Yeah, 
It does there's a lot of good work, so yeah. So just listen. Just listen. Okay. That's a good takeaway for me. Yeah. Um, speaking of takeaway, this uh webpage, which this is healthline.com, um, and you can um look up this section about uh men's mental health, but the takeaway from this article article specifically, um, it just talks about how you should, you know, take consider men's mental health year round. Um, and it's more acceptable for men to express their emotions and get help than it used to be, but it's still important that we address the ongoing stigma that men shouldn't need mental health or support. Um, talk with the men in your lives, like Charles said, and if you're experiencing depression, anxiety, anger, or other mental health difficulties, there's many places you can go to for support. You're not alone. and It doesn't make you less of a man. That part. Um, let's see. So that was our first article. Um, and again, like Brandy said, I'll post all these. Um, so everyone knows I might make a cute little slide for us. So everyone knows what they are. Um, this one is usmovember.com. Um, and it says, oh, these are giving us statistics um, like over but about men, but there is like men versus women in this one. So the average life expectancy for men in the United States is almost five years less than women. Women's is 81. Men's is uh, 76, like early 76, says 76.2, but 76. Um, and then around 15 million American adults will be diagnosed with, with depression each year. Um, one in two men will be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime. Um, and then more than one third of adults in the United States are obese. Um, so again, this is the point of this is like, it's beyond mental health, but mental health is kind of where things start. And once that devours a lot more devours under it, uh, 12.1% of men 18 years and over are fair are in fair or poor mental health or poor health. Sorry. Um, the reasons for poor state of men's health are numerous and complex and they can include lack of awareness and understanding of health issues men face men not openly openly discussing their health and how they're feeling um, reluctant to take action when men don't feel physically or mental mentally well men engaging in risky activities that threaten their health stigma surrounding mental health and men are 24 percent less likely than women to have visited a doctor within the past year when did you go to the doctor that's I was about to chime in on Go that. ahead. It's actually facts. <laughs> um, yeah, my last visit was actually four months ago. Oh, good but, for you. Um, yeah, I'm getting up there in age now. You know, I'm a senior citizen, so I got my tickets. Bye. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, a lot of men don't go to the doctor. You you ask, you in a room full of 100 men, probably, and you ask them that question, probably five of them went to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Well, sad. yeah, it is sad. My dad um, is actually dealing with some really heavy health issues and news right now. So everybody prayers to him, please. Um, and when I tell you, he told me his blood work and that he if he didn't avoid his blood work for five years, um, he basically would have prevented the issue that just happened to him. And it's because he didn't want to go to the doctor. He didn't want to do his blood work. He didn't, it doesn't matter. It's not important. And now dealing with what he's dealing with now, like I just straight up like, and this is from me just being a hurt child and being like, dad, I was like, that's what you get for not going there for five years because I tried to beg you and tell you to get your blood work. Cause he's 70. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm like, like you just said, the older you are as a man, like the more you need to take your health serious. And now he finally is, but I'm like literally praying that this, this will go forward versus revert backward. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a whole nother topic in itself. I'm gonna jump in. <clears throat> I'm sorry, my brain is like ping, 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 ping bong. Bong, bong, bong. <laughs> Um. So I want to make the most of the show since we do have a male guest, and a lot of the times we talk, but we only can offer the perspective of a woman. Um. So if you don't mind, I'm gonna ask a few questions just pertaining to like mental health and like relationships because we I my mind is going to we spend a lot of time on this show talking about how men shut down mm-hmm. um and so I kind of want to dig a little deeper into that since you're here um so my first question is I, I don't know if our listeners know but I know because I follow you on Instagram that you're in, you were in therapy or are in therapy mm-hmm. actively yep. um what started that like was there a reason or yeah. Um, and feel free if, if you're like, I don't want to answer something. Nah, I'm a, I'm here, so I'm going to be transparent um, and vulnerable. Good know. shit. <laughs> Good um, shit. So what started that was my, uh, like Brandy said, I am in therapy. Um, I go once a month. Um, I did take some time off because I was, I was just doing some other things, but I did go end up going back, but. What started it was in 2018. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. In 2018, my grandfather was murdered. Oh no! Um, in Dayton. I'm sorry. Thank you, thank you. Um, in, in Dayton, Ohio. Man, the I'm, person I'm named after, um, someone who's put me through college. The reason why I got my scholarships to play football. Um, he would travel seven hours in his car to come watch me play. My biggest supporter. I'm his oldest grandchild. Um, then just to get that call out of nowhere that my healthy 75-year-old grandfather was murdered just sent me back a, a lot. So um, I was living then I ended up moving back to Columbus after playing football. Um, going to Ohio State had stopped me from graduating on time. Um, also was living by myself and then it took a toll on me just staying in the house just all day in a dark room i would buy i don't know if you ever y'all know the little personal bottles of liquor yeah i would buy like packs of those at once and store them store them in my fridge and drink them mm. and nobody knew what i was going through because i didn't want to tell nobody i didn't want to um i i kept telling about it I was okay I really wasn't like I don't know it, that that's what started my therapy um me, me going to therapy or whatnot so um eventually I had to like bro I can't do this no more I need help because if not I'm going to be somewhere six feet under mm. so um I ended up reaching out um to one of my one of my mentors my mentor he uh he said yeah since you've been with us before um I can get you free therapy. Wow. Me, I said free. So I'm like, <laughs> if I had to pay, I probably thought about it. But nah, he said free. I'm taking full advantage of it. So, um, yeah. And it, it but when the when the first day I went, it was a lot because I had to 
it wasn't just that though. I needed to talk to somebody because I had a lot of built up mm-hmm. BS from my childhood to um, another thing. Both of my parents went to prison. I somehow made it out without being a statistic. Like I don't know how I did it, but it, it still was a lot of trauma growing up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I needed to talk to somebody at the age of nineteen. Like yeah, that was a lot, man. So yeah. Wow. Okay, so your grandfather passing is what started it. And obviously, in going, you uncovered that you needed to discuss some other things like childhood trauma and dealing with that and probably probably survivor's remorse to some extent because Mm -hmm. you made it out. Um, How do you feel um, you operate in relationship, not just with women, but like also with like your male friends? Um, do you feel like there was a difference before going to therapy and after? Like, do you feel like you navigate differently? Um, yeah. I think my relationship now, my, my circle is very much smaller with a lot of people. Um, I got rid of toxic relationships, even with women. Like, you know, um, like with all my, all my homies, we check up on each other every day. Hey, you good, bro? You need anything? Then we crack a joke. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. That's just what niggas do. But um, we 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 talk about everything from you know, finances to you know, some one of my niggas is just he about to have a baby here in the next um, couple months. So it's like you okay, bro? Are you are you ready? Like it's mm-hmm. my relationships have changed differently. My my relationship with my dad has changed because he's he's realizing his son is going to ther- going to therapy that he started going to therapy. Wow. That's so amazing. Seeing his his seed kinda like Yeah. Damn, I needed this my whole life. I you know. So yeah. it's it's changed. Um my relationship with God has become closer. Mm. My faith. Um everything has changed, honestly. So yeah. yeah. That's good. Amen. That's good. So how do you are you are you single? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I don't I don't know when's the last time you've been in a relationship, but like how do you feel like you operate in relationship being a person who goes to therapy? Like do you notice do you see it in other people like, well you need to go talk to somebody? Or like, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm being transparent. I cut somebody off today. Period. I swear to God. Period. Because like, you not about to be you're you're damaged. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time for this. Yeah. So like my relationships with, with women now, um, I'm looking for more of a communicator. Mm-hmm. Tell me how you feel before mm-hmm. you just, I don't, I think you, this, that, no, just talk to me. We can communicate and I can, I can tell from the first conversation how was, how this whole thing is about to go if I continue to, but um, yeah, I, I literally be like in my head processing like, yeah, she needs a therapist and I'm not about to be that so yeah. go get professional help don't yeah. come to yeah. me like if we're dating and something bad happens then we can figure it out together but mm-hmm. not when I'm just getting to know you mm-hmm. and I'm starting to see red flags yeah. immediately yeah. so if you need therapy go to a therapist yeah don't actually don't date until you go see you know go get help first you know catch yeah. your yeah. red flags early so, yep. yeah yeah um, what do you feel like was your biggest revelation about yourself? I guess you said you started in 2018. So what is that? 
Five yeah. years. Yeah. Five years. Five. Well, almost six, Jesus. yeah. Revelation, can you elaborate more? Um, so, like, okay, so for me, I'll share. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been saying for years, like, I'm going to go to therapy, I'm going to go to therapy, I'm going to go to therapy. Right. Never went. Finally started going this year. And um, me and my therapist was talking through, like, I don't have an issue. Like, I know that the, my circle loves me. Like, I know that I'm loved, but I have a worthiness issue. Like, mm-hmm. trying to sort through, am I worthy of this? Like, I'm not perfect. Like, I'll be fucking up. You know what I mean? And so, just certain things about myself that, like, I really didn't realize it until I'm just talking to somebody who's unbiased, don't know me from a can of paint, and we're just talking through certain things. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, an aha moment for yourself. Like, Um, aha moment. I've, oof. Let me think, let me think, let me think. My bad, y'all. And I mean, no, if you, you don't can. have one, it's okay. It's okay. I feel like I do, but it's, it's it's been tons of those, but I can't pinpoint one right now. Gotcha. I feel like I have one every session, which is a good thing. Yeah. yeah, I've been in it for four years, and I've kind of what Brandy was saying. Mine, I had a lot of lack of unworthiness. Mm-hmm which made my boundaries shitty and made people like, you know, I allowed people to overstep, um, which is my fault for not having that boundary and having that um, in place. And then I realized, and this blew my mind because it, it was something I didn't like that my parents do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I was, I took a lot of things personal and I was very defensive. Um, like if somebody were to cancel last minute i would take it personally and get defensive and feel unworthy not looking at them and realizing it's not about me so that was my big revelation was like nine times out of ten when somebody's doing something it's not about you um and then my patience like i told y'all i think off air like i'm working on my patience in general um and it blew my mind i realized that god was teaching me patience Mm -hmm. as i'm waiting to be patient if that makes sense like this whole like journey that I've been on with um, the patient saying that God has been intentional with the last two years. I'm like, you're literally forcing me to be patient. Mm, yeah. As I'm learning how to do it. So yeah, that was, that was mine. But I hear you when you save a lot, cause mm. every session I'm like, Oh, I just realized two things to yeah. be true at once. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I can't pinpoint one off the top of my head. But it's been situations like y'all didn't both had. I didn't have them. Like, oh, aha, like, this is what you're working on. This is what God's testing you. Um, Yeah, every day at my job, I'm being tested at that, too. Like, today we had, <clears throat> um, sometimes I'll be I'll be thinking God be using me sometimes, too. Um, Like, today at work, I'm just doing my job after a meeting. Um, and then this lady comes in, like, pulling on our door, yanking on it. We usually lock our door and stuff, but our, so our door is like shaking. So she's like, hey, I'm trying to get my son in this program with you guys because he's going through a lot. He come in with a, he's 13 years old, by the way. He come in with a uh, house arrest bracelet on. He's been stealing Kias. He's been stealing out of stores. And um, yeah, that, that was a, it was a lot to take in at that moment. But then my, my boss had to like come out and talk to the lady. She was just blabbing. She was like, first of all, you got to start with you too as a mom. You got, 
he the youngest, but you you got a house full of seven. You need to figure yourself. You need to find a church. You need you need to get help too mm-hmm. because whatever he's seeing you doing is what's paying off on him. Um, and then there was a girl that came in right behind her. We usually don't get this much traffic at all. She came in talking about volunteering and stuff, and we was trying to. We was afterwards. We was like that was a distraction. Her coming in was a distraction because it was kind of like mm. you got to get to her. But we were really these are the people we we need to serve. Because, yeah, yeah, they actually need help. Um, then we end up saying like an hour, no, not an hour prayer. I'm sorry, like a 15 minute prayer session after because that was a lot for all of us. For, yeah, for us being a nonprofit, nice ice mentors. Um, that was a lot for us to take in at that moment, and because we we want to serve and we want to do it the right way. Mm. Um, that took a lot of my mental right then and there, so I need to pray about that um, right then and there because it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. Okay. Oh, so I have another question. <laughs> What's up? Um, as a man, again, this is all things that like we talk about. Yeah. Female perspective, and I'm, yeah, it's just all. You ain't got no questions. Now. No, that this is pretty much okay. what it is. Like, yeah. Um. So what? So you said, uh, oftentimes men just need somebody to listen to them, not offer or input their mm-hmm. opinion. Um. And, and like I said, I received that because my brain is automatic resolution. Resolution. How do right. we resolve this? So that will do me some good to just listen. Um, what does safe spaces feel like for you as a man? Whether it be like, like Kim is a safe space for me. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't, you know what I mean? Like she's going to give you the truth, right. but she doesn't judge. She's going to tell you like, hey, you're messing up or I don't agree. Things like that. So, like, <laughs> oh my God, Brandy. <laughs> so like as a man, like what are, how do you cultivate environments that feel like safe spaces for you to be who you naturally are or for you to be open or to be vulnerable or be transparent? Um, a lot of the times, like, we're often on the show, like, okay, we get that y'all have issues, but say that you have issues so then that I know and we don't internalize it because right. that's what women do. So, like, what what equals a safe space for, for you? Me, um, safe space for me... And it's usually with the homies too. We um we just plan little outings or something and kick it. And then we we I don't know as as I as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize we're talking more. Mm-hmm. And but it's more so because our circle holds each other accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, bro, you fucking up. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, that was you shouldn't have made that decision, bro. Um, we tell tell each other about ourselves. Um, it, it can be about anything really from finances to making a messing with this girl <laughs> like it's yeah just being around my homies that's planning a little like after this i'm gonna go kick it with the fellas watching the football game mm-hmm. um we about to probably talk i'm gonna tell them what just transpired in the last mm-hmm. hour so yeah just and we, we checking on each other at least five six times a week good chat um, so environments where you can openly talk, talk yeah really. lo- talk yeah really. with and just be just throw it all out there yeah. and we don't judge each other at all i mean we're we're listening to like mm-hmm. i said like we listen to each other mm-hmm. and and then eventually we ask them like can i give you this advice mm-hmm. and then go from there usually um and I, I feel like everybody should start doing that listen first and then ask them is it okay if i can yeah. and put my uh my input my yeah. yeah yeah you see what i'm saying yeah but yeah i feel like everybody should start doing that 
Yeah, like I I typically like with two of my friends, um, actually Sally and Santana, we do it the best is being like, hey, do you have space yeah. for what I'm about to say? Right. And if if one of them is like, no, then we're like, OK, I can totally respect that. Like whenever you do, let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, we don't it's not really to seek somebody out as a therapist, but to just know, like you said, when they're a safe space. Yeah. And there's I don't know if there's ever a time any of us have been like, no, or we'll be or we might just be like. I'm like going through it today, but to be honest, I need to do it too. So let's just, you know what I mean? But like you said, you know, those people you can go to like where it's not viewed as dumping and it's viewed as like, damn, bro, you helping me out yeah. because I'm going through the same shit. Yeah. yeah. So I hear that talking that stuff out. Do you have female friends that are safe spaces for you? I do. I do. Um, and that's another thing. Uh, I have, I have a ton of female friends. And they be wanting to hear me talk because they know they know I am. Um, I tell them about they shit too. Like, mm-hmm. what you mm-hmm. fucking around with that nigga? <laughs> like, yeah, like that's how my god friends are. They be <laughs> like, so mad. I don't, I don't hold my tongue for none of them. Yeah, they, they know we need it. All of them, and we hold each other accountable too. And it's it's platonic as hell. Mm-hmm. We just really want to be there for them. Yeah, we want, want the uh, we want them to be better. Yeah. So yeah, I have. And that's what more men need, though. We need safe spaces with women, too. Mm-hmm. Because we feel like sometimes we're crucified for, yeah. you know, being vulnerable or talking. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's good. I, I said on the show a while back, like, my guy best friend, like, there was one day out of the blue, I literally just called him in tears. For real? Crying. <laughs> like, you're literally, like, the only man I trust. Like I'll put, yeah. I'll put you up against anybody. Hell, maybe even my dad and my stepdad sometimes. And you're literally like my safe space. Like, yeah. I'll kill somebody for you. Yeah. Um, and I think that it would do men and women well. Like especially when you first meet somebody. Like we were just talking about like all of these first dates. I'm a big advocate for like let's just take it slow. Like let's see yes, if we please. can like connect <laughs> on just a friend level. And I mm-hmm. say it all the time. Like we shoot down opportunities to build friendships with people because we want to rush to the physical and the romantic so fast mm-hmm. um so i think it's great that you have female female friends that are safe spaces for you um yeah. i'm trying to think what other questions that i have yeah i just want to say real quick before we move on like i really do love my male friends no, for like okay. the same reason you said like yeah. it is so funny to me one of my male friends called me the other day and was like bro what the fuck are you doing and i was like please don't yell at me i'm just not in this space to be yelled at and he just was like and he asked me if I was messing with somebody that I literally wasn't even messing with because they had came to like two of my little parties. And I was like, I invited him out of guilt because I know that he was y'all's friend. I didn't. <laughs> and he was like, well, I was just making sure because he's not a good person. I was like, well, he's y'all friend. He's like, that's not my friend. That's my friend of my friend. And I was like, don't yell at me. Call him. But I like you said, the accountability space, he was ready to check my ass. And I would do the same thing for him. Like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? I heard X, Y and Z like. <laughs> There was a fucked up situation that happened on my birthday, actually, where like I had to hold one of my guy friends accountable as fuck and like still am to this day. And it's like the respect level and the the foundation and the love of our friendship just heightens when you can do that. Because one thing about me, I don't care if you're my guy friend, girlfriend, cousin, uncle, mm-hmm. mom, sister, like I'm going to hold you accountable and hold your weight because I expect the same for me. And like when I was growing up, I always got called like the asshole blunt rude bitch mean aggressive because i am the type that'll be like hold on Mm -hmm. 
like what did you mean or i'll straight up say like do you have me fucked up like and now through therapy and like adulthood it's not this not this aggressive push anymore not this like who the fuck are you talking obviously every now and then like if it's really fucked up i might snap but typically it's like okay hold on can we just like rewrap what you just said to make sure i'm not taking it wrong like and i've learned how to take that defensive like i'm taking it personal to be like okay hold on did i say something that just offended you let me run myself back first Mm -hmm. and if i offended you let me know but if i didn't do anything like are you okay Mm -hmm. so like i just love having that and it is different with male and female friends because we both live different perspectives and different sides that like we could talk to our female friends all day every day about the Mm -hmm. same experiences but to have that different experience is something i value um especially because my brother and i are 18 months apart so like him and his best friends who are like literally like my siblings like you said full platonic because i have friends i have male friends that have always been to platonic and always will be Mm -hmm. and then you have the male friends that every now and then are like good today but it's never been anything like gross but you know they're not like yeah yeah and you know it's not like to me there's two groups there's like that's really my brother and that's fucking disgusting and then i have my male friend that i'm like that's really my homie like and like you could make a joke or two but I just appreciate them and value them so much because my brother's friends and my brother have always been like where I could be like, all right, am I tripping like from a male perspective? Like even my last relationship, I remember going to my brother's best friend who is pretty much my brother. And I was like, okay, I'm like, I just need a perspective because I know you've gone through something similar like this. And I want to know first, am I tripping? Mm -hmm. And I know as a male, he's not about to bullshit me and be like, girl, fuck these niggas. Like he's going to be like, actually... Yeah, or actually, that nigga sounds crazy. Yeah. Bye. So there's my spiel of the day. <laughs> More so, they're not being biased. Right. Yeah. They ain't gonna tell you the truth. Yeah. Did, did you think of more? No, but I do have one question. Do you guys feel like at this stage that it is a requirement? Because I feel like, let me back up. I think one, just being an adult and growing up, my communication has like improved so much, right? Because there's just like a certain level of peace I just want in my life. So I've learned to communicate better, but therapy has also heightened that. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like it's almost a requirement that like the people you have around you have at least tried (laughs) to go to there? Fucking yeah. But say low key, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, if not, if, if I am like, if I got friends who haven't been or something, I'm going to tell you probably need to try this out. But mm-hmm. all my friends have been through it. But I feel like it's almost a requirement now to at least, like you said, try it. Um, if you ain't been in a long time and you doing well, cool. Yeah. But as long as, it, as long as everything's healthy, coming this way, I'm I'm all for it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. Uh, are you, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, I would say the same. Um, and I feel like because therapy obviously used to get looked at as like if you're in therapy, something's wrong with you because people hear therapy and automatically think straight jacket yeah. or laying on a couch crying your eyes out. And that's really not what it is. And it's because a lot of people aren't educated on it because everybody ran from it. And so to me, I feel superior and not in like a, a mean, evil, vindictive way, but I feel superior and good about myself like basically me giving myself a, a, a high five yeah. that like I'm way better than where I was. And that's my point in therapy, because not only to do better for myself, but to put a better version of me for my friends and family. So it's kind of the same thing. Like, like I said, I hold people accountability or accountable because I'm big on accountability. So it's like I want that reciprocation of like, 
you know, like you said, I want my friends to be able to look at themselves and be like, damn, I low-key just snapped. I shouldn't have said that. You know what I mean? Um, And I have, like, I want to say 90% of my friends have been to therapy, are in therapy, are big mental health, are physically, emotionally, mentally aware. And then I have, like, probably a handful, which is great that it's a low number, but that just either don't believe in it, don't understand it, think they're okay, or they're not mentally there yet to even, like, get themselves out of the bed to do so. And like you said, I don't fault them, and I'm not like, you can't be in my life. But I'm not going to lie, there's a lot of conversations I don't have with them mm-hmm. and can't. Not because, um, like, I have family members that I feel like this, where I have to put them in a box wow. because it's like, you genuinely won't get it. If I tell you something is wrong or what you just did was wrong or fucked up, I'm going to get cussed out for it. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, damn, did I really just hurt your feelings? Like, did I really just snap? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't... I don't know where you got that perspective. And it's like, um, okay. Mm -hmm. So I, for me, yes, especially meeting somebody new to me, yes, it is a requirement. And if you haven't, like it's, it's going to make me feel uneasy and I'm probably not going to be nice to you unintentionally because it's going to make me feel like I'm always on edge, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm always in defense mode of like, and I don't want to feel like that. You don't want to go backwards. Yeah. So So. like speaking of cutting people off, like I had to, um, cut one of my friends off that um like they just they're not okay and they're in therapy and I kind of want to be like get a new one (laughs) because I mean they're really tapped in with God like they've been in a therapy journey but like this person is so unhealthy that like it was setting me back it was making me become reactive like I was so fucking mean and I'm like this is not me like this feels like who I was before therapy so I have to remove myself because I cannot revert. Like, I can't afford to revert back. Yeah. I think the best decision I made was, like, because, like I said, I used to say all the time, I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to start out there. I'm going to go, and I never went. But I always said, like, I wanted to go when things was kind of, like, on the up and up, not when I crashed. Yeah. Or, like, something goes bad. Granted, you know, I had a lot of loss, and I've shared that on the show before within this past year, and that's kind of what pushed me into it. But I wasn't at rock bottom when I started. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's it's interesting navigating like when you're getting the help and you recognize that somebody needs the help, but you're not also in a place to be like, hey, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't think I had any other questions. Um, we're an hour in, and I told you an hour. <laughs> I ain't got nowhere to be. Yeah, it's not. Gonna, it's not gonna be too much longer. <clears throat> That's cool. I mean, I will say this though: for me to, for me to do the work that I do now, I mentor kids um, for a living, which is dope. I love what I do. Um, I need to pour in myself before I pour into them, mm-hmm. and they know that. They know Mr. Charles is. I'm gonna hold them accountable too, and they know when I'm not myself. They're like, they'll ask me what's wrong. Mm-hmm. I'll tell them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Therapy, bro. I, <laughs> your boy, your boy, need to go talk to somebody because I it's, it's been a long week for me or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I want everybody to at least if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> try therapy at least once, please. Yeah, so, yeah. I do have one more question. What's up? So, what are some other ways outside of therapy that you pour into yourself? Self care. What is self care? Self care for me is getting a nice facial. Period. Nice, nice uh, male beard facial. Um, nice haircut. We love a good haircut. <laughs> Listen, 
Um, also, I'm I've been doing a lot of isolation and doing things by myself. Like, mm-hmm. I, I go to the movies by myself now. Okay. Just to, and it's a quiet space. Mm-hmm. I like I get the same thing every time. I get a regular popcorn and icy, <laughs> and I'll sit there for two hours watching the movie and just kicking it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, what else do I do? I take myself out to eat. Um, yeah, I try to be around positive people. Um, I love good music, so I listen to music too. Those are some some of the things off the top of the head I can think of. But yeah, that's what I do. Okay. Period. Okay. Um, I would like to bring up a post from Mr. Charles and Charges Jesus. Page. From November 10th, 2021. Um, And it says, I fucking hate. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. Like, what else? I'm kidding. It's actually a really positive, good post, and it's related to today. I'm kidding. Um, It says, Us men don't often get to help we need due to the stigma that surrounds mental health and mental illness. The more we talk about it, the more we can help men feel comfortable getting the support they need. And you even said November is mental health month, uh, men's mental health month. I'm a mental health advocate and just want to spread awareness to everyone. It's okay for us men to not be okay and go get help. Let's help each other. Um, And then one of the photos on here was a really good photo. And it just says reminders for men struggling with mental health. Um, You are not a burden. It's okay to ask for help. You are loved. You're not alone. Being vulnerable shows strength. Talking about your feelings isn't gendered it's not it's a human thing to do so like being like you're a woman if you no struggling with uh mental illness is not a sign of weakness you deserve to be or sorry you deserve to be here and feel safe you don't have to tough it out um that's on there twice for whatever reason um addressing your feelings doesn't make you any less of a man um and then the other one around that is um, depression is not something you can control. It's a condition, not a weakness. Toxic masculinity tells men they need to be tough, strong, and it's uh, invulnerability that shows it's vulnerability that shows strength. Uh, mental health conditions by themselves don't make a person violent. Taking care of your mental health means taking care of your health. Sometimes an outside perspective is what we need to heal. Um, and then Charles also put mental health resources on there too. So kind of the, some of the ones I named. Um, heads up guys, Movember, uh, face it foundation, uh, man therapy, black men heal, and then national suicide prevention lifeline is on there as well. I do have one question about the black men. Um, because as I mentioned before offline, like, I feel like not only are men in general taught to like, shut the fuck up, be quiet. It is what it is. Deal with life. The only thing that you need to do as a man is provide and be quiet. Um, And especially as a black man, because not only are black people, black culture taught to be quiet. You don't matter. You don't exist. Your opinion doesn't matter. Your life doesn't matter. Um, And my question is, which is probably a yes, but like in depth, have you ever felt like not only being a man, but being a black man made it harder to not only talk about therapy, join therapy or be seen or heard? Like you said, yes. Um, to go into depth about it, yeah. I, I feel like we're naturally just, we're dealing with life every day as far as just male aspect. Um, 
where we people don't want to hear us complain, or I wouldn't say complain. They they would take it as us complaining. Mm. Like I'm going through something. Like my job, I love this about my job. My job will literally, um, I'll tell my job, hey, I need a mental health day mm. because I'm going through something, and they don't be like, he just bullshitting. Like no, like no, Charles, take all the time you need. Get back to us and people, and we need that. We need people, more people like that, especially in the workforce. Yeah. Um, just to be able to understand and have some type of, um, some type of sympathy for us, uh, as far as the black man goes. Um, man, what else? Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, answer your question. So. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we we do. Um. Okay. Let's see. Okay, last thing that I will say is how to support men with their mental health. Um, normalizing conversation by sharing your experience. Um, encourage them when they share, kind of what Charles said. Uh, provide a safe space for them to share, like Brandy and Charles said. Uh, help rise awareness on men and mental health. I'm sorry, raise awareness. Um, even if they refuse, ask them twice. Do you agree or is that like too much? Like if I'm like, are you okay? And you're like, I'm fine. I'm like, are you okay? You'd be like, shut up. No, nah, I, w- I, w- I would rather you ask me twice. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's you. <laughs> Maybe it's a reflection I need to do where I'm scared to ask twice. No, nah, I would rather you ask me twice because I-, I think this is this is everybody. As we get older, we'll, people will ask you, how you doing? Oh, I'm okay. Right. Only because we don't really want to talk. We don't want to, you know, go into dialogue with what the hell's going on. But if you ask me twice, you must really care. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd rather you ask me twice. Okay. Um, Acknowledging if they are in a difficult situation and recognize any change in behavior or attitude, which is kind of like what you talked about a little bit ago with your students being like, um, are you okay? Um, But again, I think that comes with like kind of what Brandy said, being a safe space and being aware of like, like genuinely knowing the people in your life. Like if any of us walk into a room, like we know, like, Mm -hmm. like even if we're not being like (laughs) the world fucking sucks. I could walk in like laughing and smiling. They'd be like, so what's going on? So just like knowing, you know, well, some of that does come with discernment from God, but just kind of knowing your people and knowing when they're smiling through something and when they're, you know, not really on their toes. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any more questions. Probably not. Um, Do you have anything to tell the fellow fellows before we close? Um. I would say uh, men, it's okay to talk um, to whoever. I mean, we'll make sure it's a safe space, um, but I, it's okay to voice how you feel. Um, don't let anybody dim your light. Um, yeah, you know, if you ever need anything, I'm, I'm open. I always say this to people too. I'm open to hearing anybody even if I don't know you because I've, I've even had people reach out to me that don't know me period and ask me questions so if you ever need any advice or anything you can always hit me up you know I'm throw, the, throw the plug in there um, underscore Charles in charge again on Instagram and yeah so. um, and I did put um, some uh, some of his the posts that I just read from him on our story so you can uh, reached him there. Um, if you're listening to this later, um, just DM us. If you can't find his Instagram for whatever reason, just DM us and we'll send it. Um, 
But other than that, that's really all I have. Happy Thanksgiving if y'all celebrate. Be safe um, traveling too. Yes. Safe travels. Eat good. Be grateful. Relax. Yeah. Take care of your mental. Take care of you. Take care of you first. Love on your brothers. <laughs> Love on your uncles and your daddies. <laughs> and your mans and your sons and your nephews. And I think that's it. Our email is taking your podcast at gmail.com and we will see y'all in December. Goodbye.